you know, like you said, trying to figure out who you are. I mean, you know, I'm 37, you're old as fuck. You know, we're still trying to figure out who we are a little bit, but in general, we pretty much know who we Y'all are. Y'all hear by this now. motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Hey, Y'all no, hear this but- <laughs> motherfucker? I'm old as fuck. Y'all see this? This every mother, this wonder bread ass son of a bitch loves tossing me in them curveballs on my black ass every time I am sitting here kicking some good knowledge, man. He comes and he hits me with a fucking curveball, and I'm like, wonder damn, nigga, I wasn't even up there at the goddamn baddest box. I just stepped out. You just, you know, I'm up on base, nigga. You gonna still throw? Man, can I please? I just want to lead off, okay, and give you a chance to throw a pitch, and your ass gonna just hit me like that. Damn, Wonder bread. Man. <laughs> you, man. I don't think I've ever been called Wonder Bread ass motherfucker before. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> anyway, as I was trying to say in a serious note, though, is that, you know, we... You're gonna make my stomach the- hurt, man. <laughs> Yo, you're the one that called me Wonder Bread ass motherfucker. But anyway. What's up, y'all? Harkos here with the Music Making Sense Podcast. And with me, as always, is the one, the only, the Dapper Dan Mohawk man looking like he spent a couple of grand. KP. How the hell you doing today, KP? <laughs> you and that fucking sound effect. How you doing, KP? Oh yeah, feeling. As I was just telling you, I am. I'm getting under. The, I'm. I'm feeling like a load of crap. But I don't know. As soon as you hit that damn welcome to the music making sense podcast, <laughs> it kind of just lit up, man. But lights you up, yeah, yeah man. No, does. yeah, yeah. I know you said you were getting over like a stomach, stomach bug virus. or whatever. Oh, so you're, yeah, y'all. yeah, a little. Hey, that shit happens, man. <laughs> you, you, know, you, you know, keep, I mean, it's funny because you keep drinking that soda. I'm sure it'll help. Oh, it does help. <laughs> shit, man. You know, I help. I mean, seriously. You don't even know. Is it ginger ale or is that Mountain Dew? Good old Dew, baby. Oh, fuck. Dude, that shit. Get me the wonder you got stomach issues. Powered man. by Riverside FM. <laughs> no, that's not it, buddy. No, it was no. It oh. was, dude, it was the, uh, well, a couple nights I just, I just wasn't, I wasn't super hungry. And I didn't, and I really didn't eat. I didn't eat until about late night, about a little bit later. So I went on, cooked something to eat, and then um, went to sleep. And when I went to sleep, woke up, man, my stomach just got tore up. It was just, just I just, yeah. It was just like Some I was feeling that, yeah, right. the bubble guts and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. and then I just was all like, fun it was stuff, just, man. yeah. So it just, fun yeah. I, oh, yeah, it is. So I'm just kind of getting my energy, you know, trying to get my energy back. I lost like about 10 pounds, mind y'all. So, right. Yeah, you're in your cutting phase, you know, it's in your workout plan, your cutting phase, and then you got your bulking phase next. You know, you'll be good, man. You'll just eat like nonstop for the next three days. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, there you go. Water and, gi- water and ginger, man. That'd be, that'd be good for you, dude. Not Mountain Dew. Fucking shit, dude. I'm going to go grab some ginger. I'm going to go grab me a big-ass bottle of ginger. I'll have to grab mm. some money today, too, so... Yeah, I always keep like the actual like supplement capsules mm. with in, in, in my house and stuff like that. So I always like have a bottle at all time. And so like if my stomach's a little upset, just throw down like three or four of them or whatever, and fucking mm-hmm. drink some water. Done deal. Like it's a hell of a lot more potent than that ginger ale because the ginger ale's got sugar and shit in it. Yeah. It's just straight ginger powder, just 
boom right into your stomach. Oh, I use um, I use I was I was drinking um warm soda, uh, baking soda water. And oh, that that, yeah, that'll help too. That helped. Yeah, well, because the baking soda, deal. yeah, it'll alkaline so, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. so and I and well, I used, yeah. I drink alkaline water too, so that mm. that helps. That helps, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. So for all y'all listening, that's some real, real shit right there. Yeah. We don't <laughs> hold anything back. You know, <clears throat> I know some of y'all, it's your first time checking out this episode. Some of y'all are repeat offenders and that's all cool. But Welcome like, back. you know, yeah, exactly. You know how it is with us. We just keep it real at all times. Like we'll tell you exactly. Not obviously we don't. We don't sit here and have our kids on screen with us and shit like that. We keep a barrier to our right. private life. But in general, we are who we are. You know, KP has said it on here multiple times, so I'm not exposing him or nothing like that. But he is a black queer man who's in the metal, 23-year former metal front man who likes dressing like sharp as a motherfucker. And, <laughs> yep. you know, he's quirky. He's weird. He got his own fucking style with everything, with his with his point of view as well as his exterior view. You know what I'm saying? He's got his own thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He is who he is. You take him or love him. I mean, the motherfucker's got tattoos all over his head. He's got on forehead, <laughs> on the side head, on his fucking back head, all that yep. shit, right? And, and, true, guys. and you know, yeah, yeah. So for those of y'all not not watching or whatever, you know, you're listening only. That's that's what KP looks like. It's like on the logo. You got a nose ring, a mohawk, fucking mm-hmm. all kinds of shit, right? And me, I'm just me. I'm a fucking white dude who's been in love with hip hop since third grade. You know, and even though I'm 37 years old now and stuff like that, I still love hip hop. I, you know, I went through my phase whenever I was in my teens of trying to dress a certain way, act a certain way, stuff like that. But, you know, that's kind of like late we 90s, early 2000s shit. Everybody we did that shit. Did. Yeah, exactly. Trust me. Exactly. And now I got my own style. Fuck, I'm wearing a goddamn Star Wars shirt today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do whatever <laughs> the, the fuck I want to do. All time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. The greatest, the whole greatest universe of all yeah. time, you yeah. know? Absolutely. But like, yeah, you know, most of the time you can catch me in some regular old fucking jeans with some all right looking shoes and a hoodie. When it's nice out, you catch me with, you know, like some gym shorts and either a cutoff shirt or just a regular T-shirt or no shirt. Mm-hmm. And... If I'm not wearing tennis shoes, I'm wearing my Jesus sandals, which are actually the ones with the straps on the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't wear flip flops. Yeah, I don't do flip flops. I actually got Jesus sandals and shit like that because <laughs> I don't like flip flops. I mean, you're sitting yeah. there walking like tonk, 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 know, all over the shit, oh, and then like annoying. they fly off your foot. Dude, with these Jesus sandals, I could take off running and I won't lose my shoes. Nope. And honestly, like last summer, I bought some kayaking shoes because I like to, go, you know, I go on my walk in the morning in the trails and stuff like that. And I like to go down in the creek with my dogs and stuff when it's hot, especially we go down and we go wading in the creek and stuff like that. Right. And so I bought kayaking shoes and these things are dope, man. It's like walking barefoot. It only has like, like a quarter or a half of inch maybe of padding on the bottom and the rest of it, it just feels like a sock, right? A A sock sock with a little bit of padding. And dude, like all my toes can move independently. I love that. And I could feel everything. And but it has enough cushion to where it doesn't it doesn't blister your my feet foot. And shit, yeah. Yeah, or blister my feet or I'm on rocks or whatever. I could feel every rock Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's dope. And dude, I started wearing those last summer. I would wear them to the fucking store. I'd wear them wherever. You know what I'm saying? Wow. What dude in hip hop you ever seen wearing kayaking shoes walking around? You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker right here, because this is just me. That's just who I am. Yeah. I just do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so we are who we are 
and and it's you your know, environment you to, too that you live too. You live. It's just like where you live. You you know, it's kind of you live in a place a where little you can bit, walk but I mean, little. yeah, but I mean, even at the same time, I I I wouldn't give a fuck. You know, oh no no! I'm, but what I'm, I'm saying, like with the yeah. kayak and shoes, is just in a place like that where I could see where you would be able to like walk comfortably like that, and especially with what mm-hmm. you do in your environment. Yeah, oh, it would be like right. it's, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. Just, but I'm just saying, like right I go to the, the store, store or go walk yeah, around. Yeah, you walk right yeah, to the store uh, with the jokers on, like la la la. No right? big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I walked around. I went to like four different stores one day and like did all my errands with them on multiple mm-hmm. times. You know what I'm saying? Just because they're comfortable, comfortable as fuck. You know, and so like. <clears throat> we are who we are. You know what I'm saying? That's like we, when I dress just... up. That's just like for me when I work out. Dude, yeah. I'm like, I'm the tackiest looking motherfucker you ever know mm-hmm. when I'm working out. I do yeah, not care. I, yeah. I am just, dude, I throw on my, even when I'm lounging, like lounge gear, I don't like, I could have bought some lounge gear when I was working at men's warehouse, right? Like a robe right. and some sleepers and stuff. No, dude, I just wear me like a cutoff one of my cutoff shirts and uh, my old karate gi pants, throw them joints mm-hmm. on, man, and my hoodie, and I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, done deal. Done deal. Yeah. Like, I don't, that was like, yeah, when I'm lounging or working out, out on, I don't, I have not bought workout gear. I still got the same cutoff sweats and the tap out shirt and all that with the, yeah, dude, yeah. I don't, working out, it's like, I'm None gonna sweat in this stuff. And I'm like, and when I'm yeah, lounging, well, I'm most not. Most people, yeah, yeah. Most people don't try to look fancy whenever they're working out. When they're lounging or Depends when they're going on where out, they're it's a different story. Yeah, yeah. That's Depends true. on the gym, you know I mean? especially yeah. the gym. Oh gosh, especially yeah. like LA Fitness, any commercial gym. Yeah, I guarantee you, you're gonna have some people with some nice ass looking workout fits on. Yeah, that's true. And I'm thinking about it at my gym where I go and stuff. Sometimes some of these girls make me want to break my neck and shit like that. You know, but I also see some dudes that are like some dudes that are in there trying to look nice while they're working out, too. And I'm just in there in some fucking some gym shorts and a fucking just just a regular like a fucking thin hoodie and shit. It's like nothing. It's whatever. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's whatever. You know, I'm out here working out. Plus, I don't give a fuck whenever I go out and about. You know what I'm saying? I got fucking I'm wearing kayaking shoes and fucking some, you know, twenty dollar jeans and a fucking hoodie or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever the fuck situation is and shit. You yeah. know, I walk around without my shirt on half the time too. Not because I think I'm fucking high, just cause it's comfortable. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm not out here trying to show off and shit. Yeah, I look all right for a thirty seven year old, but goddamn, like it still don't matter either way. Right. All right, y'all, Harkos here. I just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x 
this will definitely help you out. Like I said, I got 10 blog websites with 10 different Twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month. You can be right there with them, getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online. So make sure you hit me up right now, musicmakingsensepod.com. Hit the chat button and send me a message, and we will get you on point with this great new promotion. All right, let's get back to the episode. But but no, we say all that to, to make this point. When you are marketing yourself as an artist, you need to be 100% you. You know, like, like we said, you know, you can keep certain elements of your personal life, your kids, your significant other, your parents, shit like that. You can keep your family and everything like that out of the limelight, off to the side and everything like that. That makes perfect sense for not just for their safety, but for their mental health and everything like that. You know, bring them in the limelight, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But but when you're portraying yourself, you need to be who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I see this a lot, especially when I deal with hip hop, but you see it a lot in rock and every other genre as well, too, is that people are like, OK, I'm in this genre of music. I need to portray this specific thing. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to, oh, whether it's from your yes, lyrics yes. to your appearance to what you do on social media, all that stuff, it all has to be in alignment. Yes, mm -hmm. but you can be real and be you. You know what I'm saying? Lupe Fiasco was one of the first ones to be out here talking about kick push, rocking on a skateboard and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Even before Wayne picked it up, right? Yeah. And, and you know, it's just like, hey, this is me, I'm me. Hobson, same fucking thing. Tech 9, same thing. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of those people out there. But I see it a lot of time, especially with, you know, the beginning and, like, the 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 more, like, less seasoned artists. You know, they've been doing it for, you know, anywhere from, like, zero to, like, three, four years. They're still trying to figure out their flow and everything like that. A lot of times they're younger, so they're trying to figure themselves out. Right. But at the same time, like they are trying to fake the funk because they heard somebody say, you got to fake it till you make it. And they took it all the way 1000% in that shit. And it's like, no, no, because no, 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 that's, no, no. Really that's not what, what they're means. talking about. Not to me. Yeah, I it think, means to I be fake. So. Yeah. I hate that fucking saying, man. I, I so. hate it. A hundred percent. Like, I understand you got to fake it till you make it a little bit to get over imposter syndrome, but that's only like 2% fake it till you make it. We're talking about the rest of the 98%. You need to be raw, real, hundred percent you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you are that, you know, if you are that Freddie Gibbs, I was slinging that shit. I shot a crackhead. I really did this shit. If you were that young Jeezy, you know, I really got these charges. I really ran with fucking Big Meech. I really did all that shit. 50 Cent. You know what I'm saying? If you're those type of people, then yeah, be you. But if you look at all of them, what they say, yo, I used to do this shit. I switched my life around. Now look at this. You know what I'm saying? All of them. Right? And then you also see those fakers who like, you know, Ja Rule or even one of my great inspirations, Pac. They were both fucking, you know, drama school, fucking music school kids and shit like that, right? Had a decent life. Yeah, they may have lived in poverty, but they weren't out there slanging and ganging and banging and shit like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like like Pac, for instance, when he was 12, he wasn't out on the block slanging that rock with a Glock looking for cops, right? And that's a line from one of Pac's songs, right? He wasn't doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he may have been, you know, either putting on a show as a gangster or actually started to get affiliated with that type of shit as he got, you know, more in the mainstream with Suge and everything like that. That's a different story. But Ja Rule was never that. 
he was the Mormon kid that was a fucking, you know, he liked making love songs and shit like that. And 50 Cent talks about that in his book. He talks about both of them in his book. He even talks about fucking 6 9 in his book, about how all three of them, they went from just being who they were to being something that they wanted to be but weren't and put on a portrayal, and it ended up fucking them up one way or another. Pac, we obviously know, unfortunately, how that ended, right? Wish it didn't, but, you know, it did. And then, you know, Ja Rule, I mean... 50's been playing his ass for years, but even without 50 playing him like he has with buying out like the first 500 seats in his stadium or whatever it was, even with it without being that, you know, Ja Rule still fell off because he wasn't being real. Same with 6ix9ine. He got affiliated with the wrong people. He was trying to live a life that he wasn't, blah, 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 all that fun stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, no matter what it is in your life, especially as a musician, you need to be putting out the real you at all times. So if you are that black dude in the hood who loves anime, be that motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be it. Talk about, you know, have a fucking track called Goku or whatever the fuck you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Do that. You know, because, cause, you know, what's really trippy is I, you know, I follow a lot of artists and stuff like that on social media and I interact with them and stuff. And I'll see a lot of people saying, oh man, you know, on these dating apps, right? Like, you know, these women or even men be posting like, you know, provoc like pictures that that are distorted, right? That make them look better than they actually are. You know what I'm saying? Then you meet them in person. You're like, yo, what the fuck? That's not who I saw in the picture type of thing and everything like that, right? You know, you'll have people who will portray themselves in one way. And then whenever you see them in real life, there's something else. Or, you know, you know, you know, whenever you start dating somebody or whatever, you end up having a situation where, you know, you hide some things from each other and stuff like that. You know, usually small things and stuff like that, you know, like like a bad habit or, you know, some kind of interest or something like that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You hide some of those things you may feel insecure about at first when you're dating somebody. But then after a little bit, that all starts coming out and stuff. You know, everybody's got their wall and stuff, you know, but... But, you know, if you want to take that analogy, you know, from the dating lifestyle to presenting yourself as an artist to your to your fans and potential fans, just think about it like this, you know, like if if you're an artist, you're putting it out there and you're keeping a little bit off to the side that only, you know, only a select few people get to know about. But you're being 100 percent you and you're putting it out there and stuff like that. People are going to respond to that. However, if you're being completely opposite from what you actually are. You know what I'm saying? Like if Post Malone, you know what I'm saying, who grew up in a privileged household and everything like that, all of a sudden he's out here talking about, you know, I grew up in the projects and I was slinging that crack and I shot three motherfuckers when I was 10, you know, shit like that. You, you'd be like, you, when you finally meet Post Malone, you see him all cheesing and talking all weird and everything like that. You find out the reality of him. You're like, oh, wait, this motherfucker was nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But people, people for some reason in music, they are a little bit more okay with that. But however, if you're, you know, if you're trying to date somebody and, you know, it's everything seems cool and everything like that. And then you find out that they got this whole other life that they were hiding from you. You know what I'm saying? Then you'll be sitting there thinking like, yo, what the fuck, man? I was tricked the whole time. Well, you need to do that with your fans as well, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, like, you know, just think about it like this. When you are marketing to your fans, you are trying to have them be fanatical about you. That's a form of love and affection. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's not intimacy love, right? You know, some people like to fuck their fans, but that's a different story. But like, 
you know, you want to present yourself a hundred percent. Okay, it took him a second on that one. You are the one. Yeah, so we had a technical difficulty, but anyway, so like I was like I was saying, KP had a little slow reaction because he's still getting over his sickness a little bit. But yeah. you know, if you're presenting yourself in a negative way to your fan base, yeah. in a different, in a, in a in an opposite way to your fan base, then that's the same thing as you presenting yourself falsely to somebody that you're trying to date. You know what I'm saying? So you know, don't be living a life opposite from what you're projecting to people in your music the same way you wouldn't live in life opposite and be hiding a whole nother life or something like that from people you're trying to date. You know what I'm saying? And, and I so can tell y'all right now. That's something in I, music yeah. that you need to do. Yeah. I can tell you now. And and guys, this is going to be me opening up, opening up a lot to y'all right now. Okay. Because throughout my life as a married man, I hid my sexuality with every, just about every relationship I was in with it, except for my last two. It was when I was able, when I came out of the closet, I was like 30, I was in my late thirties when I came out. And that was devastating. It was devastating for myself and for my ex. And it was, it was, and understand, and, and you know, I was thinking about this, man, as you were speaking about why, in the, why, why we do that, why artists do that still to this day, because it's a trained, it's, it's a trained method that we've learned from the labels, believe it or not. When you think about, uh, rest his soul, a couple of them, Luther Vandross, Jermaine Stewart, and a couple other, um, even uh, Joy Boy George, um, George Michael, um, even though he's still alive, thankfully, Elton John. Um, we can go Melissa Etheridge. We can go through a whole line of, of queer people in music. And during that time, especially for, for, for um, 80s R&B and even for Rob Halford being in Judas Priest, they had to hide their sexuality. They couldn't let people know that they were who they were. And a lot of men lived in fear of coming out because they were looked at as, because they were also viewed as sex symbols. Because that's what Rob, Rob Halford Especially George Michael. Yeah. Especially George Michael. Yeah. So that's why, and it's hard when you're a man and you're looked at when you're looked at as a sex symbol, but you know that you have an attraction for men as well, or you just right. have an attraction for men. I'll say both like that. Yeah, or that even is on very... the female side, whatever the situation is. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. No, I get that. And and on a on a non serious note, as soon as you started talking like that, all of a sudden this the clip popped in my head from the first Austin Powers when he goes, yeah. And did you know Liberace was gay? Oh, no, women <laughs> loved him. Right. But it was, a, it, that's a funny thing, but it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, like that's a situation too, where he's like, yep. yeah, he was a sex symbol or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that, that was, you know, cause he came out of, of being frozen for 30 years or whatever. He's mm -hmm. like, Liberace was gay. And yeah, like yeah. 30 years later, everybody's like, yeah, duh. Like, <laughs> but, 
But yeah, no, like, no, I get what you're saying with that. I mean, obviously I never had to deal with nothing that personally you did, you know, so you can speak on that, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's living a totally different life as well too. Mm -hmm. You know, just being who you are, you know, if you want to live under a pseudonym or something like that, okay, cool. But you can still just portray who you are. I see so many people out here trying to fake the funk, you know what I'm saying? And I think, I think that all the fake ass shit is some, not all, but is some of what is what, but is some of what spurred drill to be so a thousand percent real. You know what I'm saying? Because no, I, I don't know. I just, I, don't, I just, I, I just don't. see the pendulum thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I see the pendulum. It always swings from one thing to another. And so whenever you see all the fake, eventually all the real are going to come in, right? And sometimes it may go all the way to extreme before it starts coming back to the middle. I, I don't know. I think you're kind of picking on drill for a wrong reason. All right, all right, all right, y'all. I just want to take a quick break right here to tell you about something hot and spicy. And no, I'm not talking about that Latina thing that you saw on Tinder the other day. I'm talking about hot sauce. And not just any hot sauce, but Tennessee Hot Sauce Co. All right? I personally know the owner of Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, and I've seen him grow this company from just something that he would sell a few bottles at the local farmer's market to something that can ship all across the United States now, all right? And you guys have a unique opportunity right now to save 20% by using the code MMCPOD when you check out on any order over at Tennessee Hot Sauce Company's website, all right? That's tnhotsauceco.com. Make sure you all go check them out and use the code MMCPOD over at checkout and save 20%. You guys got to check this out, all right? They have all kinds of great, great flavors. My personal favorite is Poblano Jalapeno. It has a mild kick to it because I'm a little bit of a bitch when it comes to spices, but it has great, great flavor. I put on all kinds of stuff. I put it on steaks. I put it on burgers when I'm cooking them. I put it on tacos and enchiladas, stuff like that as well too. But I've tried many of these other flavors like the garlic habanero, and the honey habanero, the blood orange ghost, and the pineapple habanero. Now, the pineapple habanero was one that really, really snuck up on me because it had a great sweet flavor of the pineapple. And it wasn't nothing overbearing, but it had a very, very good flavor to it. And then all of a sudden, boom! I got hit in the ass with a habanero, and I had to go grab some milk, all right? But these are some great flavors, and they have all kinds of different options. They have the collection, which has the full lineup of all six of their most popular sauces. They also have different subscription boxes. You have a three-sauce option, a four-sauce option, yearly and bi-yearly options is available as well, too, for the boxes. Then you also have all kinds of other new flavors that they have that I've never tried. Yet. I actually got to get that shipment in here soon of the barrel aged whiskey and the mustard dill scorpion. Those are two that look very, very interesting and I want to try them out. One thing I did try is one of their new options that they have here, which is the poblano jalapeno beef jerky. But like I said, I love the poblano jalapeno sauce. And whenever I tried this jerky, no bullshit, I ate the whole bag before I can even sit down and shoot this promo right here. All right. And so luckily I know the owner, like I said, so I got another bag on the way but y'all gotta go check it out and he also told me they got some more flavors coming out of the jerky 
Nike as soon as they get operations up and running on that brand new venture right there. All right. So again, make sure y'all go over tnhotsauceco.com. Use promo code MMCPOD at checkout and save 20% on your order. And on top of that, orders $50 and over are free shipping in the United States. So again, make sure you go check this out. Small batch, small brand, but powerful flavors. Tennessee Hot Sauce Company. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay. I mean, and, and I'm saying that because it's like, it came from, it came from the streets. That's just like when you mm-hmm. look at grime. I mean, when you look at, right. you know, UK British grime, grime. It's, just, yeah. it's just, it's just, it comes from the streets. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I mean, that's where gangster rap came from too. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and, and the thing is that people, you know, it's just, I I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't, I see where you're going with, I see what you're saying, but I just don't, Mm -hmm. I just think it's a very lazy pick. Like, because when you think about it, like, I mean, let's, cause let's not focus on it where it's about like, I don't want to put the focus on. I don't want to put the focus on that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because and here's why: because it's it's done so much, and mm. and let's. I, I feel like that there, there are other areas within music that we can really touch upon that will you know when we talk about authenticity. I think more so is what what I want to say to y'all is this: is like just. Being more, it's not, it's not, you're not fake. Let's just, let's, let's, let's take that out because it's not that people are being fake. It's just, they're trying to, you know, it's, they want, they're trying to make a living Mm -hmm. and they want to try to make, they want to try to make the most out of it. Right. So it's like, they're capitalizing off of pop culture. They see what people already going to just have their hands out to be fed. Right. So they're like, well, if they're not going to listen to me make this type of noise, then maybe, you know, this will make more sense. Now, with Trill, it was just the thing is that it was already a sense of there was that there was it had its place. And in that place, people saw. And they want it to be a part of. It's like, look, somebody said this. Suburban kids got 3030s too. Remember, most of them got more than us because the parents can afford it and their parents actually teach them. Mm-hmm. Right? So they can sit there and talk about that. You don't think they can form mobs? Oh, no. I, never I mean, that. you know yeah, what I'm absolutely. saying? So this yeah. that's why I'm saying like, you know, and if we're gonna say, oh, you know, these suburb, we we can no longer say that. Why? Mm-hmm. Because Dave Chappelle said it. It's the two white motherfuckers that's in that gang of black dudes who's got to be the most dangerous ones to that you gotta watch. Right. right? No, I so that, yeah, you got so you, the thing is, so here's what we're so what I'm saying is this, guys. Let's just look when he when and I know what you're saying when you say being who you are. Mm-hmm. But understand, more importantly, really ask yourself, what do you want? What is your why? 
it's not trying to, and, and understand, and, and, and with brands, and this is why when it comes to being like, when it comes to brand archetypes and stuff, right? The one thing I had to recognize with myself, as much as I've been trying to avoid it, but the one thing about my brand is that I am an outlaw. Yeah. I have that outlaw brand like no one's business. And I have, and I came to this realization too. Anything I wear, no matter how sharp I look, because I have pier- because I have a facial piercing and ta- visible tattoos on my head and face, mm-hmm. everything I wear is considered casual. Yeah, it, that is an interesting dichotomy, man. I have mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot with a lot of people. Like, yeah, yeah. if you got piercings and, and visible tattoos, even if you dress in a $6,000 fucking suit or a $20,000 tux or whatever the fuck, yep. you know, it, it still, it's casual. some, yeah, some, it takes that out of it. it yeah. I don't know what it is. Like our, our society is becoming more and more accustomed to piercing and tattoos visibly and stuff like that. So it's but not corporately, like it's no. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It, it's yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It is weird. Mm-hmm. It It is weird. You know I mean? But just think about it. Like we like, for instance, imagine seeing Lil Wayne in a three-piece tux. Like, you'd be like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? But, like... But we have. Seen but, him one, I've seen him, on, went, seen him with a uh, three-piece on in, uh, at, a, at an awards show. Okay. I've seen him with one Yeah. On. Oh, yeah. Then maybe that's where I'm thinking about it at. Because, yeah, because you look at it and you're like, that looks out of place. That looks weird. Mm-hmm. You know? But... Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I've seen that. I've seen that a lot. It is a weird thing. Even though our society is getting more relaxed with it, like you said, in the corporate environment, it's still not. No, but especially up in, in the general, especially in the top echelon. No, and I oh. saw that within. I saw that with within men's warehouses. Uh, the t- I saw it within their upper echelon, the executives, mm-hmm. the board of directors, and executives. Mm-hmm. And number two, there's not a dark skinned face in that son of a bitch. <laughs> that's another nor thing. brown so, yeah, skin and, face right and right I mean, you know yeah and that kind of makes you wonder it's like you know wouldn't you want some different style into there but maybe no they not. won't because and kevin said and, and kevin samuel said this bad rest his soul but i remember kevin samuels if you guys ever remember him he said this on his show that no he said that you ain't gonna catch no brother with dreads you're not going to catch a brother. No, he was like, no, if you are trying to get into the court, if you're trying to get into corporate America, talking about mm. in, the, in the executive offices, CEOs, that sort of thing. Not if you're going to become a doctor, a physician, a psychologist, a business, a, a record label owner. No, not those. Mm. We're talking about corporate like straight up fortune 500 companies you Mm, are not going in there looking like me no matter how good Mm. i look in a suit right and you're not going to go in there looking like and you're not going to go in there looking like rob van dam if you guys remember rob van dam and seth rollins your hair's not going to be down to your damn neck you're not going to go in there looking like ozzy which is sorry you're not because if you look at a lot of these men's warehouse commercials and stuff like that, they have guys with longer hair and beards or something like yes, that in their pictures. Because it's for yes, because what is it for? Who is it for? It's to consume the lower level, the consumers. Yeah, the exactly. lower level consumer. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And you've got to think about it too. Men's warehouse, 
um, they're catering to their, like every business caters to their customer, you know, right. just like you should as a musician. You're going to cater to your customer, but every business caters to their customer as well, too. So, like, yeah, who mainly shops at Men's Warehouse? Well, you got those fucking, you know, mid-level mid-level managers, fucking predominantly white people. There's a lot of other non-white people in there, too, but mostly yeah. the mid-level manager type. You're not talking about the Fortune 100 companies, not even the 500, yeah. the 100s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not seeing that. You know, you don't see Elon Musk with a forehead tattoo. You know what I'm no. saying? No, you know what I'm saying. You don't see fucking. You see him you blowing some gas, right? You see him smoking <laughs> well, some that, gas, but you ain't about to see him with nothing on his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that one time. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't see Klaus Schwab up there with his nose pierced. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no Warren Buffett, right? You don't see Warren Buffett. War, Shit, that's why Warren you Buffett know. with sleeves, with sleeves and tattoos, <laughs> right? I mean, that's why. Even you know, it was funny because I remember I was listening to Cam Newton. Um, the other day, and, he, and and I remember this when he said this. He said when he met the um when he got drafted and he met the um the C the uh the uh, owner of uh the the, the Panthers. He said mm-hmm. that he asked him. He said, uh, "Do you have any earrings? Do you have any tattoos? Do you got any other?" He said, "Well, then he told him, no sir, no sir.'" And he was like, "Well, good, keep it that way." And that's mm-hmm. why honestly, kid Cam had to get you know. That's why Cam had to break away honestly because. He loves style. That's why he got his dreads and all that. You know, he got his locks and he be wearing his his clothes all, you know, keep his clothes looking, you know, outfits looking funky. And I love that about him. But, you know, it's it's just you can't, you know, you can't. He couldn't. He wasn't going to be able to really uphold that in the NFL because he is a big personality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, Maybe in the self-made industries, you would have that. Like with an Alex Hormozzi, for instance, right? Who's a multi-billionaire himself or millionaire, one of the two. Either way, he's rich as fuck. And, you know, he has his big caveman-looking beard and his longer hair or whatever. But, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have any tattoos or piercings or whatever. That might just be a personal choice. But, you know, you think about it, it's like, yeah, but he's not really doing fortune 100 stuff he's working with a lot of big companies you know him and gary v and stuff like that but but they're not yeah they're not the big runners of shit you know the Mm -hmm. big runners of shit you know that's 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 a lot of times that's lineage it's not self-made you know yeah so yeah but i mean and even when you look at gary v like you look at the way his style he's not trying to really be he's not really trying to be as corporate Right, right, yeah, no, he but wore a he beanie like nonstop cor- yeah, for like two he, years. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So. He no, he does, he does mess with the corporations, the Pepsi's and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but they know who he is. He is just a marketing guy. Like your yeah. marketing team can look like a bunch of fucking weirdos. It doesn't matter because mm-hmm. they're not actually out there in the marketing. Right, you know. Yeah, but no, for that, your that team, makes sense. yeah, but for mm-hmm. you as but but for as artists, and, mm-hmm. and 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 like you were saying, like when it comes to your brand, okay, mm-hmm. um. Think about this, guys. Like, if you're a sage art, like, if you're a sage, that means if you're savvy, you're, you know, you got knowledge, you got wisdom. Those are things that you could put into that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another brand archetype, um, hero. Okay. You got people who are very heroic. I mean, and I got, I even, I have a list. I actually, you know what? Our next podcast for our next one. I'm going to give y'all the breakdown of all of the uh, 14 uh, brand archetypes because I do have them written. I just got to look for them. But 
I'm going to give you those. And the reason why I want to give you guys those, because I think this is going to really help you understand what it means to help you define, define what it is that your brand, what you as an artist are, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's difficult. Because you're trying to figure out, like, because, you, you know, you, yeah. you want to figure out, okay, what is it that I'm able to do? Or what is, who am I? What am I about? What do I like? What are my dislikes? What are my likes? What am I, what are my fears? What am I, mm -hmm. what are the things I want to conquer? Um, what are my visions, right? And this is why when it comes to content, this will really help you guys when it comes to creating content. Because when you know the types of brands, the, the archetypes you are, you'll be able to structure around what you as an artist are capable of doing. And this will also help you get that visual identity. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, trying to figure out who you are. I mean, you know, I'm 37, you're old as fuck. You know, we're still trying to figure out who we are a little bit, but in general, we pretty much know who we are. Y'all hear this now. motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Y'all no, hear this but... motherfucker. I'm old as fuck. Y'all see this? Just every mother, this wonder bread ass son of a bitch loves tossing in them curveballs on my black ass. Every time I am sitting here kicking some good knowledge, man, he comes and he hits me with a fucking curve ball and i'm like Wonder damn nigga, i wasn't even up there at the goddamn baddest box i just stepped out you just you know i'm up on base nigga you gonna still th man can i please i just want to lead off okay and give you a chance to throw a pitch and your ass gonna just hit me like that damn, Wonder bread. Man. <laughs> you man i don't think i've ever been called Wonder bread ass motherfucker before <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as I was trying to say in a serious note, though, is that, you know, we... You're going to make my for... stomach hurt, man. <laughs> you? Yo, you're the one that called me Wonder Bread ass motherfucker. Yeah. But anyway... um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, it took quite a while for us to kind of realize in general who we are. Now, obviously, every, <laughs> yeah, there we go. You should have hit that a long time ago. But, still uh, funny, man. <laughs> but anyway, you know, every day you're a different person than you were the day before. So you're always oh, yeah. going to keep on evolving as a human being, you know, especially right. if you do like, uh, you know, inner. Um, what's that shit called? Where you search, search inside yourself, whatever the fuck that's called. Can't oh, soul searching. In my head. Soul searching. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Or we, reflecting you know, on oneself. That, yeah, self-reflection. There we go. That was, that's why I was like self something. Yeah. But anyway, okay. you know, if you do a lot of self-reflecting and stuff like that, you know, you're going to start to improve yourself in the way that you want, see all the bad qualities, try to get those out, put in more good qualities, yada, yada, bing, bang, right? Well, that's all cool for me who's 37 you who's 107 you know that's all cool for us you know what i'm saying because we've already had the time to get that shit in there but <laughs> but for a lot of these artists who are you know 16 17 18 24 you know what i'm saying they're still trying to figure out who they are as an individual on top of dealing with their highly creative nature that they got and trying to be creative trying to put that on their music they got insecurities and all this other shit i get it I used yeah. to be there. 
I was the <laughs> right? little white boy in hit. Yeah, you, yeah, me and KP can relate. Relate. Yeah. I was a little white boy back in the late nineties, early two thousands when it was not cool to be a white dude in hip hop. I was that motherfucker that was KP when he was that fucking black obscure motherfucker that was raised in Detroit, Michigan, who loved rocking the fuck out. That called that white boy at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. No, yes. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. My yeah, boys exactly. used to be like, look, Cody little ass looking like a white boy. Especially because yeah, exactly. of the way I dress too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I heard the opposite thing, not a white boy, but yeah. And uh yeah, you know, so me and you know what I'm saying, like we heard the opposite shit. You know, yours yeah. was late nineties, mine was early two thousands, but we got called the opposite of what we look and shit like that because of our interests. You know, yep. it wasn't because of who we wanted, you know wanted to be it's not like you know he wanted to be a white man i wanted to be a black dude nothing like that it's just we have yeah. interests it just happened to be a stereotypical certain thing in that time frame late 90s early 2000s when we broke free of all that shit you know and when we were younger it was very difficult for us to feel that you know kp just went into his own personal story on a personal personal level but even when in our music and our just in general uh personal level you know what i'm saying not nothing uh sexuality based but just in general interest based and lifestyle based you know that was difficult for us in our early teen or late teens early 20s and stuff like that yeah. to get through but in time that changes for most people I mean, we all still know those people who can't but all right y'all let me take a quick break right here to tell you about something that's completely fucking ridiculous okay it's called horribledesigns.com and I personally know the owner, and he's just as ridiculous as this whole fucking company is, okay? If you or someone you know loves stickers and mugs and shirts with crazy outlandish sayings on them that just are designed to catch people's attention out in public and get them to laugh and point and ask you, hey, where'd you get that t-shirt or where'd you get that sticker when they see it on your car and stuff like that y'all gotta go check out horribledesigns.com at horribledesigns.com they have all kinds of ridiculous sayings on stickers and coffee mugs t-shirts vinyl stickers magnets and even mouse pads okay and i'm telling you if you guys have not checked out horribledesigns.com you got to go check it out because some things are straight up great like the american muscle mouse pad it's got some awesome pictures of great muscle cars if you're into cars or you know somebody who's into muscle cars and they need some great mouse pad to have while they're on the computer working but then they also have dumbass fucking t-shirts that say things like are you staring at my ass with a picture of a donkey on it or stickers that say are you staring at my beaver with a picture of a beaver on it stuff like that man completely ridiculous shirts and stickers coffee mugs everything like that anything that you can ever think about having just to get people's attention make a statement out in public and just completely be ridiculous and to do it with some horrible designs at the exact same time and like i said i know the owner so he hooked us up with a great deal where you can save right now by using the link below in the description whenever you go there and shop you will not only support music making sense podcast but you also get a great deal on any and everything that you decide to purchase every time that you use that link right there in the description below so make sure you go check that out right now horribledesigns.com use the link below in order to get good savings go check it out buy some ridiculous shit for yourself or someone you know all right now let's get back to the show you know so i get you're trying to go through all of that and everything like that when you're trying to create your music but no matter where you're at at that time you need to be as real as possible and put that shit out there because i'm telling you if you try to be one thing and 
it gets exposed that you're not that one thing, it's way worse than if you were just to be you and just lay it all out there. You know what I'm saying? Just like I said with the dating analogy, if you come up to the table and you're just like, hey, this is me. This is what I'm about. This is how many kids I got. This is the lifestyle I got. This is what's going on with my exes. This is how I was raised, blah, 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 stuff like that. You just lay it on the table. Then people are going to either take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? You just hope they're the same with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what I like to do with a lot of stuff, you know, with, whether yeah. it's relationships or whether it's in the music industry and shit like that. I'm me, you know, like that's just me. Like, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to. I talk about like this. You know, when I'm around a group of black dudes, you don't hear me talking, you know, extra ghetto or nothing like that or nothing. You know, me you saying black and everything. Exactly. Black <laughs> and everything, right? You don't hear me doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? You Start hear me talking turning like Turning into this. Justin Timberlake and everything. Like, you turn from Justin Timberlake to JT. What's up, dog? Yeah, exactly. You know yeah, no. Line. No, no, no. Damn, girl, this what's your just, name? Yeah, exactly. No, this is just me. You know what I'm saying? But if I, but I will say one thing that if I am in a hyper professional situation, I will cut off a lot of my cuss words. I will cut off a lot of slang, stuff like that. And I'll speak a little bit more proper and a little bit more like, you know, I'm intellectual and stuff like that, but I'll, I'll speak a little bit more punctual. You know what I'm right. saying? In order to hit those people on their level. But in general, it don't matter who the fuck I'm talking to. I talk like this. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't <laughs> matter. You know? And so, so you know, but y- you got to you gotta put that out there. You got to be yourself. You got to be real. And and just just roll with it. Yeah. You know? I But I think that's like one of the biggest obstacles I see artists go through in, in any genre. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And but you know like i said i mainly deal within hip-hop and stuff and i see it all the time and it drives me nuts man i'm just like yo just like just get out of that you know we i've talked about on our previous episodes i know one dude who is a highly conscious on his shit this motherfucker could out conspiracy the conspiracy theorist best one that you know (laughs) you know what i'm saying he he could go on (laughs) with all this kind of stuff talk about this that and the third and everything he was on dr sebi before i even fucking heard about him before fucking nipsey even died fucking before nipsey even heard dr sebi all that shit right you know what i'm saying but when he puts out music is the dumbest fucking shit i can think of you know what I'm saying? I remember you like, telling he, me about he, this, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He throws in he throws in some bars, and so the intelligent <laughs> people can like, oh yeah, that's a bar right there. You know, he can come up with some great bars, some great hooks. He can put that together, dope, and it sounds yeah. smooth. But it's just that wavy, hypey shit. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. that's what it is. And he puts it out. Why? Because now, how? Yeah, is he's his, but- yeah, he's kind of. He's kind of been about that life, you know, moving some stuff, you know, doing some crazy shit and everything like that. He's been about okay. that and stuff like that. But that's not what his main focus and interest is. You know what I'm saying? But that's the music he puts out because he knows that's what catches. Right. Okay. So let's, I just want to, so here's a question I have for you, bro. Mm. So what if there's a, so what if you, so what if there's a, um, a rapper who, I'll say, um, who's like an introvert, you know, introverted type of person, but right. he wants, he really, he loves to party. He really wants mm. to get out there and party. Now, should he or he or she focus on being the true introvert that they are or 
if they really want to be that person, if that person inside of them wants to come out. You know what I'm saying? Because what if they do no, want to be like, what, they, what if they want to come out and they want to party? They What if they just say, you know what, fuck this, I'm tired. I just, I want to be free. I, I'm an introverted person, but I want to really get out there and be free and just, I want to make party music. I want to make people dance. I want to make them jump, right? Right. No, I mean, like, that's them being their true self. Like, yeah, they're introverted. But they want to go out there and get outside their bubble and go do some party stuff. And they like the party thing. It really excites them, but they're still kind of sucking their shell. So right. they're still being themselves. So if they want to make party music, then it's going to be stuff that they love. It's their high thing. They're not faking anything in, the, in oh, that circumstance yeah. that you just said. Because even though they are introverted, you just said – you didn't say that they're an introvert who wants to make party music because it sells. And they don't like going out. They don't want. They don't want to leave their house. Nothing like that. You said mm -hmm. they're an introverted person who wants to go out there and party and stuff like that. They like to get out and go out and do things. And they want to make party music to have people be enjoyment, right? For yeah. people's enjoyment, because that may be Th the way that, that they get yeah. them out. <coughs> exactly. I think that's that's perfectly. That doesn't that doesn't sound like faking it okay. to me. That sounds okay. like just being real. You know, like that. Okay. That's just who they are. You know, yeah, because sometimes I mean, know, and I think, yeah, because I think about that within my own self. Like, I'm like, because it's just like I was sitting up here, and I remember we were talking about shout out to Natasha Brittle again. We were doing mm -hmm. the about the meditation for your brand, and it was just crazy because I just started sitting here, and it's been running through my mind all day. My song, Mind Twisted and Full of Hatred, mm -hmm. and and it bothers me though, y'all, because I'm like, damn, why am I feeling like that? And it's like, because I'm going through something. And when I go through things, when I'm in, when I'm angry or when I'm feeling like when I'm, when I'm angry and when I'm going through something that's really, that may be tragic, believe mm -hmm. it or not, you look in my face, you may not think that, but it, you know, when I'm going through something, that's when I write the best music. Most of it's us that. do. I do the same thing. Yeah, I do the same thing. And like with that, like I have such a diverse catalog of music. It's crazy. I got some angry, I want to fucking kill people shit. I got some goofy shit. And then I got some like just real raw shit. You know what I'm saying? Because those are all different person, you know, aspects of my personality. Right. You know? And so... So, you know, like some things are kind of depressive, low tone stuff. Like I got this track called Black Clouds and the hooks is Black Clouds following me. Black Clouds, sun never shine on me. Black Clouds always want to rain on me. Black Clouds, nothing but the pain on me. Black Clouds throwing the past away. When I get passed away, cover that ass with that dirt. Black Clouds bringing nothing around but that hurt. Uh, why? Uh, something like that. Anyway, right. I, had, okay. I I missed the last two songs, but you know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking about how I feel like I got a black cloud over me all the time. Shit's always fucking up no matter what I want to do and shit like mm -hmm. that. You know, maybe eventually when fucking that dirt gets thrown on me, I won't have a black cloud on me no more. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then and so and then I got another track called fucking Venom where I'm just mm -hmm. fucking busting people out, calling people out on their bullshit. You know, I got right. another track called Losing My Mind where I'm talking about all this shit going on in my fucking head. I'm about to fucking lose my shit. I'm about to go fucking go crazy. I got another song called Thoughts About My Mind where I just talk about some crazy shit like fucking, you know, 
I'm going to say that line, but okay. talking about like talking about doing crazy shit and everything like that too, you know, and, and stuff like that, you know, because <laughs> cause I'll have to let you listen to that song. Cause there's a line in there that's funny, but and yeah, here's stuff what, and like also, that. But here's also, but this is a thing too. Now, what also started coming into my head, what started, I started now thinking about content. Now I'm like, okay, the things that I'm feeling, I need to express it in that content. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because I think sometimes, because here's what I'm, and, and, and I say, and now I'm realizing something and it just hit me as we're speaking. And you're sitting there telling me, and you spitting off those rhymes in my mm-hmm. head. I'm thinking about pieces of content. I'm, I'm, I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. I could shoot a video with this motherfucker. Yeah, right? no, like I've me sitting there with my, my phone. That, yeah. I'm sitting there like thinking in my head with my phone, with my new iPhone. I could be sitting there just shooting the video and just I can see this, this like you spinning, like as you just sitting there and you're just spinning mm. and you're just and you're rapping, but then you got like five different heads coming out of you, like and you just that shit. I can see that. Right. Well, and what I was thinking with that one is actually when there is a like a crazy thunderstorm coming in, it's all black mm-hmm. clouds. I was wanting to shoot it then. And every time I've ever seen one like that, I was like in the middle of work. It's crazy. But yeah, like that's kind of like one of the things that I had too as well, you know. But like, because, you yeah. know, out here in the in the, in the Indiana, like I can go outside of my town and I'm in the middle of just a bunch of like empty cornfields and stuff like that, you know. So you can sticks. see like yeah. huge thunderstorms rolling in and stuff, all mm-hmm. that shit. But yeah, like I, I like like I was saying a couple couple episodes ago, whenever I'm writing a track, I got I got like the visual in my head, you know. Yeah. And I think that's how you know everybody should be as well too, not just because of what you said, what's her face, Natasha or whatever, was mm-hmm. saying about, you know, you know visualize the excuse me, meditate and visualize the, mm-hmm. the creative and then content. Write, yeah. Or whatever. Listen to your music. Or, or, yeah, listen to your music, yeah. and then as you listen get to your music right and meditate, mm-hmm. or that that one episode of Brand Man that you were talking about, where they were talking about create the content and then create the music for it and stuff like that. Yeah, you know stuff like that. That's why I tell artists when you create any music, do your best to have some kind of visual, creative vid- visual video for yep. your fucking songs every single fucking song right yeah. and some people are like man that's crazy yeah stop trying to buy a thousand dollar fucking music videos and try to do it for free 99 or even a hundred dollars or two you know what i'm saying because yeah. you could do it man i've done free 99 once before that all it took was my time me learning how to edit and then me putting it together i've seen people who will throw it through you know through a video through cap cut or something like that and use some presets or whatever in there and boom it's done you know what i'm saying i remember when triller first came out a few years back everybody was using triller and stuff like that for their fucking mm-hmm. music video and stuff it doesn't take a whole lot man you can do one shot take music videos if you want and stuff like that you can do a cut you can do like one shot and then you can do some b-roll and you cut it in done like it doesn't have to be super crazy over the top with a bunch of special effects. If you got the money to get it done, do it. But if not, just do something. Showcase all of your artistry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you really are an artist and you're not just somebody out here just spitting some shit over a fucking beat 
to try to make some money, right? If you actually are an artist and you're creative, you'll be able to come up and be like, yo, man, you know what? This track right here, I was really feeling it. We should just be in here in the living room watching the game or whatever, smoking one up and fucking just chilling or whatever because that's what this track's about. Okay, cool, right. done. Or, hey, yeah, this one is about fucking chilling in a nightclub, done. Like like one of the artists that I work with, Il Gordon, shout out to him. He's got a video of him in a cigar lounge. He shot a oh, video nice. in the cigar lounge. And the track actually goes with it. It's called uh, Say Less, I believe. And okay. it's, it's, it's dope, right? Like it's all about that. You know what I'm saying? It's all about putting that out there. And him and his team, they, they're 100% on board with, you know, with the marketing stuff I'm talking about. They've already been thinking about some of it. And then me coming in and telling them all this shit is just reinforcing it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, you know, like there are people out there that are really doing that. And that's the next level. See, like I was talking about a couple episodes ago where, you know, I keep hearing this shit going on. I don't know. It might have been one of the deleted episodes because over the holidays, we had some episodes that got fucked up and we couldn't fucking yeah. put them out. But I, I keep hearing around the end of last year, especially, there's a lot of people that were in like the top of the indies or in like in the mainstream. They were like, oh, what do you suggest for independent up and coming artists to do in 2024? And they're like, make a ton of music, release all kinds of music and everything. And in my conspiratorial mind, I'm sitting here thinking, well, now you just want to dilute the market to make music cost even less and or you want to have more choices to fucking steal from, like I said on last episode, so the majors can come in, take it from somebody who doesn't have their copyright and shit like that taken care of properly, and you put it on your own shit. One of the two, right? I don't think people should do that, right? You put out a brand new track every month with a music video, that is plenty. That's 12 tracks a year at least. If you want to do 24, cool. Don't do no more than that, though. Because any more than that, man, you are sitting there. You better have some fucking money behind you to help you out with all that shit because you got to have somebody putting out a new video every two weeks and the, the shorts out of that and then the promotion behind it. No, just do one a month, right? Just do one a month. And, guys, that gives you, you plenty of time. And you got to put some ad dollars behind the shit, bro. Even if it's 40 bucks a weekend, something, yep. right? You, got you know what I'm saying? Even if it's just 40 bucks a week, something. Put something on there, right? You know, fucking, you know, cut back on your fucking smoking or your drinking or whatever vice you have, right? Cut back on that 40 bucks a week. You know what I'm saying? It's 40 or, bucks a week. Or, you know what? If you can't, you know what? Just throw the goddamn, put the goddamn money up. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. and I'm and I'm saying that for a person who does smoke. And if you know, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, look, nigga, you go. I'll be like, you know what? You know me, and you know me. I will. Yeah. I'll just be like, here, dude, take the fucking money. I'll be yeah. sitting there smoking a goddamn joint while at the same time here, take the fucking money. It's yeah. there. Go. Let's yeah. get it. Or done. even there's all these Throw things the like DoorDash in and there, shit. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, or even DoorDash and shit like that, you know? Go DoorDash for like three hours a week, make 40 bucks, throw that on your fucking shit or whatever, you know? It's like, it doesn't take that long. Like now with DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub and stuff like that, you know, as long as you got a vehicle, obviously, or sometimes in the cities, you can do it on a bike and stuff with DoorDash. But anyway, if, you know, there's ways for you to make 40 bucks right quick. You know what I'm saying? No, I put mean, that on but your I'm just saying, like, if up. you want to, well, I'll say this. I mean, I don't mind 40, but I would say if you mm. want to do a really good, let's, and let's be honest, like, because if you oh, think yeah. about Google, Google, if you want to do, mm. the, the thing is, like, if you're doing a Google ad, if you mm. want to get a $500 credit, mm. spend $500. Okay. Right. And here's what I'm saying. And this is why I'm saying, like, yeah, you can spend 40 bucks, but here's the thing. If you want to do 40 bucks, if you want to do a $40 uh ad, just go bo- just go boost the post. All right? right. 
boost a post, boost one of your favorite posts that you think is just going to get you people's, just going to get people's attention. All right. That's one of the thing you do. But if you truly want to invest advertising dollars into it, I'm telling y'all right now, $500 minimum. And here's why it reads, it picks up, it gives the, it gives the out, it feeds, mm -hmm. it feeds the out. And I know everybody's like, fuck the algorithm. No, it feeds the lot. It feeds the goddamn line of you being mm -hmm. able to reach people. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Why. I agree with you as well, too. The more you can spend, the better. But yeah. like, I would I say 500. That, yeah. I would say I'm at least do 40 because there's a lot of people that do zero. You know what I'm saying? So no, no, and that's why I'm saying boost that. Yeah. But okay, but mm -hmm. that to me, no, dude, don't. I don't. Honestly, for uh, I don't think that's a great. Uh, do it if you're gonna do forty. You just do a quick boost. Do a boost post. Right. Do do no, not spend no damn forty dollars. Right. I'm no. I'm serious. No, I don't. I'm gonna strongly disagree with you on that one, brother. I'm but gonna try go hundred. But what I'm saying is, is if somebody is spending zero, getting them to go to forty is easier than getting them to go from zero to five hundred. I'd rather them just not spend shit than, than if they're going to really? I'd rather them. <laughs> yup. Okay. Just do. I'm serious because it's going to be, here's the thing again, guys, mm -hmm. Google gives you credit. They give you credit for spending on that ad. They're not going to give mm -hmm. you credit for $40. No. Yeah. You I, get what saying? Saying. I get what you're you saying. I get what you're saying. Put, if y'all really, like I said, man, I don't care if you smoke, drink, I don't give a shit. If you got $500 right now in your pocket, or you like, man, look, nigga, I ain't going to have that much money, but at the same time, I do want this shit because I believe in it. You got a joint in your goddamn hand, nigga, put the goddamn money on it. Believe me, because mm -hmm. it's going to be a credit. Right. You get a credit. I rather have them get, I'd rather have them get, be able to move to pay it for, to be able to have it paid forward. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want them to do. No, don't put if Like I said, if you're going to do a $40 post, just do a boost post for 40 bucks. Okay. Right. And then you could just put that on every other week or whatever you want to do. But yeah. if you want to put in that ad, if you want that ad, some mm -hmm. good ads, 500 bucks starting off. Seriously, guys. See, that okay. will make so your I think that's I think that's where we're getting twisted. You're talking about doing an actual ad versus just spending on marketing in general. Well, do not because okay. you, you keep going back because you keep differentiating between the $500 Google ad and the $40 post. You know what I'm saying? Either way, you're spending money on your marketing. One is going to get you bigger bang for the buck, obviously the 500, right? But but as, as opposed to going from zero to doing something, it's kind of where I was coming from with that. No, I, 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 know, I get what I you're totally saying. I get what you're saying, saying with yes. the 500 as well, too. I get what you're saying yeah. with the 500 as well, too, because, right. yeah, Google does run that thing where it's like you spend 500, you get a 500 credit and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I get it. You know, but I'm saying if you're gonna do place. a four, if you're yeah if you're gonna do a boost, I mean if you're gonna do four forty dollar boost, I mean you just do a boost post. I'm sorry, like mm -hmm. if that's because that's where because for if you're gonna do it as for ads like that, mm -hmm. like if you want to put an ad, no, it's it's not gonna work. But yeah, no, no a forty dollar ad won't do shit. Yeah, a boost yeah. will though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I get that. I think that's where we were differentiating. You're you're saying specifically ad, and I was talking about marketing spend in general for reach. Okay. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, we're on the same page. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. You you need to do something different. Yeah. You know, I made a post on my on my on my Facebook the other day, and and uh, let me pull it up right quick. One second here, because it was actually about being different, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so what I say here, I said, doo, 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 doo. different is better. My thoughts, ideas, views, lifestyle, and the way I react to situations is completely different from anyone else. And it was kind of a plug too. I said, mm. hop on a Zoom with me about your music marketing or beats marketing and see how different can grow your fan base and clientele better. Right. You know, so I started out different is better. And then I tied it up with different and better as well, too, because different is better. You know, I hear this all the time. Look at what 90 percent of people in your fucking niche are doing and do the opposite, because that is what the 10 percent who are actually succeeding are doing. You know what I'm saying? That is 100 percent key. So when people are like, yo, Harkos, what you're talking is totally out of standard. Nobody's doing that. No, 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 no. The 10% who are actually succeeding are doing it. However, all these 90% are sitting here and like, no, 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 but you know, so-and-so did this and I'm doing the exact same thing they did. It's like, yeah, and so are 90% of everybody else now. You gotta be that innovator thinking outside the box because that's what happened with that person. When Russ was putting out a new song a week, 90% of people were not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Over 90% of people were not doing that. But then as soon as he did it, he was the different one. He was doing what the what the 1% were doing, basically. Yep. And he shot himself to the fucking front. And so then everybody saw what he did, and they're like, oh, fuck. And so then all the masses come fucking running with their asses, and they go in there and they say, yo, look, I want to do that too. Now 90% plus of people are fucking putting out music like Russ did. Well, guess what? Now nobody succeeds. Nobody succeeds. So then who comes around? Somebody does something different. We talked about this like 10 episodes or more ago. We were talking about how Kanye West does shit, right? Yep. When Kanye West, every time Kanye puts out a new album, people are like, what the fuck is this? Man, Kanye done fell off, blah, blah, blah. But within one to two years, everybody's doing that same shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's that's the difference between being an innovator. That's the difference between, between riding a wave and fucking putting a cannonball in that motherfucker and creating your own. Yeah. You know, and that's what you got to do. You know, you got to be raw, real in you, like we said yep. at the beginning. But just what KP was putting on right there, absolutely. You got to do what people are not doing. Yep. You know, just like whenever I'm telling people, you know, have a website and have free projects available on your website, gather the emails from that when you send them the free project and then use that to give them sales on your paid stuff and give them information and insider shit. Give them all this value for as as give them as much value as possible in order to, uh, you know, have them be as happy with you and fanatical about you as possible. And then they will return that with love and finances. Right. Yep. And most people are like, oh, nobody checks email anymore. No, 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 no. Nobody checks bulk email anymore. But if people know about you and they like you enough to download your music, they're now going when to they see your shit coming through, they're going to check their email from you. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, what's up now? And especially if you just give them shit for free all the time, you know, and you only ask them here and there about some paid stuff or at the bottom of your, hey, I'm giving you something for free email at the bottom. You say, hey, if you want to support me, you can donate right here or you can go buy some of my shit. And then they go and voluntarily do that. It's going to be a lot better transaction, man. Like a lot of these people don't see that because what's 90% of people doing? 90% of people don't have a website, just running up streams, trying to fucking get their social media account up and stuff like that. And just, they're not even doing that. Honestly, they're just trying to worry about streams. That's all they're worried about streams. Yeah. Look, Takashi got a platinum record off of fucking streams. I got to run streams too. No, that doesn't work anymore. 
they're they're proven that they just cut it. They're just like they're they're slicing and dicing all that I, shit. I've always said that it was a, to me was like streaming was a promotional tool or marketing. That's tool. all it is. It's just that's all it. it. I've always viewed it as such. Mm-hmm. I've never and and I and the thing is that for me because number one I love to just listen to music on there. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I'm a music. I'm a music fan. But yeah, I don't. It's because it, it's like okay, I'm gonna listen to a band, and then when I get a chance, let me find out where they're at. I'm gonna go see them, or I'm gonna go buy merch mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So there is that is the purpose for it because it gives you a chance to have folks listen to you, mm-hmm. right? It's good free access to listen to your music, listen to what you have, and then then they can go to your space, yeah. And and your Absolutely. domain or whatever, and then they can go and they get merch. And even, yeah. I mean, I think, and and I want to, I'm gonna say this in defense of Spotify because I think a lot of artists are really being, I think they're being a little hard on it though. And here's yeah. why: because number one, it's popular. Number two, it's. It's opened up a uh, it's opened up a door for artists now to be able to get their music out there, more artists, and the thing is that if everybody complains about it, but the increase of artists uploading songs on there is atrocious. Yo, I remember before Distro Kid. You know, the only places you could put your music out were SoundCloud and YouTube. That was mm-hmm. it. And then when DistroKid came along and then, like, all these distribution uh, companies started coming around and offering, like, indie labels. Like, whenever I got on with uh, – so I first got on with, with DistroKid, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, one of the few in the area that I ran with that had their music up on all streaming platforms. Right. Most people were just running like fucking YouTube and SoundCloud only. Right. And then Mm -hmm. I got on with Empire, right. Distribution, not the record company and was going on with them and stuff like that, you know, and now almost everybody's up on all streaming platforms, but I still see some people that aren't yet. Right. But like, like Mm -hmm. what you said, exactly. Like it's a thing now where like, if it wasn't for all these streaming platforms and, you know, DSPs and stuff like that, you wouldn't be able to get your stuff out there. Just like you. I do the same thing that you just said, KP. I'll mm-hmm. have a song pop in my head or whatever, right? And I'll go and I'll find that on fucking YouTube Music or Spotify, usually YouTube Music. And mm-hmm. I'll find it and I'll hit it, hit play. It'll play that song. It'll play another song by the same person. And then it'll go into a mix of like stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I found fucking Mick Jenkins. That's how I found a few other artists. Fuck, that's how I first started listening to Freddie Gibbs. You know what I'm saying? Was because I fucking put on some Young Jeezy and all of a sudden Freddie Gibbs comes on. You know what I'm saying? I put on some fucking uh, Joey Badass. All of a sudden, you know, Mick Jenkins comes on or whatever and shit like that, right? Now mm. I'm sitting here listening to all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's how you get introduced to music. Yeah. And I've also heard artists that I know, <laughs> I've heard their music pop up. And I messaged them like, yo, man, I just heard your music on fucking YouTube, man, in my, in my random. That's awesome. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because they were a likeness. You know, yep. and so, so yes, like you said, I agree with you a hundred percent, man. Spotify and, and all I those things bring... is just, it's just advertising. It's just advertising. But, and here's the thing for all you artists that are sitting there talking about some, y'all don't want to go, y- 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 y'all not going to be uploading. Guess what? I just, I just rolled up on how many uh, songs are uploaded on Spotify every day. A hmm. hundred thousand. 
Yep. That's a lot. That increased. That mm-hmm. increased from 2000. That would increase. It was 60,000 in 2022. That was mm-hmm. 2023. That was as yeah. of February 3rd, 2023. That's how many songs have been uploaded on. on that's how many songs on the average uploaded on Spotify every day. Damn, man. So it all of you talk by, about. Yeah. It went up by 40,000 40, streams 40, a month. Streams. That's yeah. 480,000 new songs every year that are got uploaded from 2022 to 2023 that is an exponential growth man you gotta be putting yourself out there and 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 you know what and i do have a strategy on that where you actually market your project first on social media and try to drive everybody to your website to get it for free or or almost free and stuff like that and then once you're done with the promo on that then you drop it on the spotify and everything like that but you have to have your music out there you can't just be like oh i'm like like what's this fucking nuts uh, oh yeah i took all my music off spotify and stuff like that because they're ripping the artists off Okay, cool. Now nobody can listen to your music. Great, because your music sucked. You know what I'm saying? Fine. Be like Yeah, that. I mean, but, but he made his money, though. Out. He made his money. He made yeah, his money. Yeah, but he's, he shifted. He shifted, and he used that as an excuse because he was riding that wave of hating on Spotify. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, he shifted from making music to doing what he does now, which is fucking try to look pretty on a fucking YouTube video and talk about <laughs> marketing. And... Now he doesn't make music anymore, so he took it off because that's not him anymore. But he wanted to ride that wave of fuck Spotify. I'm taking it off in solidarity with his artists. Yeah. yeah. No, not so much. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. called that's called that's called scarcity tactic in marketing. It's dope because now anytime he's like, hey, look, I got my I got a new album out. And like, you know, I'm not on any of the streaming platforms. So right here, go to this website and you can download it. Boom. Now he's got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a scarcity tactic. It's it's yeah. scarcity and exclusivity are the the best ways to market something. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? It really is. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, one of my one of my t- favorite yeah. jazz up and coming jazz artists, Emmeline, shout out to her. She's uh she's putting out this um only could go to her website and order her um vinyl. It's going to be vinyl and CDs of her mm-hmm. doing um acoustic stuff like with an acoustic uh piano and a uh, violin and stuff so yeah yeah so she makes her regular music and then she's got the acoustic versions that are exclusive for purchase do you see that right there is dope that's um, that right there that is that is genius that's fucking dope man yeah that's almost like that's almost like that shit that i was talking to you about um, when I was talking about how to how to market a band like ten episodes back or whatever, where mm-hmm. I was talking about like you have the song and then you got the acoustic version, you're like, oh man, why didn't I think about the acoustic version? I'm like, yeah, you have yeah. an acoustic version of the track. Now you just got that new song out, and then you have the acapellas with everybody in the thing or whatever have, shooting their own video for it or whatever and stuff. Yeah, I just because I was just thinking it was such a '90s <laughs> thing, and then but now I'm like, you know what, man, it's no acoustic matter what acoustic. Oh yeah, acoustic. Well, all acoustic. Any acoustic music will always be t- always be heartfelt, no Dude. matter what. That's Dude. why there's a singer songwriter genre. That's why the ex- mm-hmm. genre exists. Dude, because so, of that. So, so everybody knows I'm hip hop parkos, but dude, Alice in Chains, when <laughs> they did that MTV Unplugged, Even I like Jam. those versions. I like the uh, well, I don't know I like Purge on that much, but Allison oh. Chains when they did that unplugged version of oh, yeah. a lot of their a lot of their songs, 
Mm-hmm. Like Nutshell, I like the unplugged version of Nutshell way better than the studio version. The studio version? Yeah. Way better, man. Way better, dude. So raw. With that one and uh, um, what's that? Sludge, Sludge Factory. Mm-hmm. This the acoustic version of that one is so much fucking better. Like almost everything that they did on that acoustic is so much better. I don't even like listening to the fucking studio edition. I when I, I want to listen, I listen to that. It's just so dude, there's so much fucking feeling in it, dude. Like you can actually yeah. hear the you could feel the pain in Lane Staley's voice in that shit as opposed to in the studio, which yeah, you can feel it, but it's more like he's just fucking belting that out, that ah, all in that motherfucker, you know. Mm-hmm. But Dude, that just like even the guitar and everything like that. Oh, you can't beat acoustic when it comes to that kind of you shit, can't. man. No, you and you know what? In hip hop, a lot of people love that acoustic fucking freestyle and shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, fuck, that's how Tech Nine got his start on the lunch table, fucking beating on his chest with the fucking beat. You know yep. what I'm saying? And fucking sitting there and spitting to it and everything like that. You know? Yeah, Sugar T was one of them. One brother, Sugar Free. Sugar Free was one of them cats that did that. Yep. Being on the desk and could just with mm-hmm. a penny and a pen top with his knuckles and and the and the palm boy and just yep. go off. Yeah, well, he went my, off. One of my, yeah, one of my homeboys from the military. Uh, he just unfortunately just passed last week, but oh. he, uh, yeah, man, he, yeah, something fucked up. I don't know what happened, one hundred percent, but he. Uh, my condolences, man. Yeah, but anyway, he was from the West Coast, and he introduced me to Sugar Free, Brother Lynch, E-40, all that shit, man. Like, I didn't know shit about West Coast music until him. The only West Coast shit I knew was, like, Pac and Dre, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, and Snoop, you know what I'm saying? That was it, but he told me, like, the real West Coast, you know what I'm saying? He and, brought you to the and, grit. Yeah, yeah, the, the grit the and everything. Good. But yeah, man, he was, always, he was always doing shit like that. He was always doing shit like that, too, the fucking pin in the desk and everything. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But he, uh, yeah... That the acoustic fucking spitting and everything. There's something it's about raw, that. Yeah, like it's it's so raw and real, man. Yeah. So yeah. I was Listen. man, I remember dude, when I had be I was dude, I like I was when I became a solo percussionist for a little bit, man. I did this one did a couple shows, and what I started doing was that when I would play my hand drums and my I would get let cats come up on stage and freestyle. Mm, and I go. would just hold that beat down and that shit was so raw because everybody was like, yo, okay. It was different too, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, especially here in the state of Washington, like yeah. ain't too many cats go out there and do that. But then it was, I think if I would have really kept it, go- I know if I would have really kept it going, that shit would be popping right now. Like mm-hmm. it would, I, I don't think I would be, I don't think I would be able to stop gigging because motherfuckers would be hitting me up like, yo, dude, we want a man come through, man. We need you, man. We want to do a freestyle. Like, I was thinking about that, like, doing a freestyle and percussion. Like, Yo, uh, you could do something like that on the street corner and record it for video. Yeah. Be Metal Man fucking beats for hip hop. Because that's another like thing that. too, guys, because like uh there's another thing. Musically, I feel like I got I got different sides of me. Like I'm like I got multiple personalities when it comes to music. And I know it's because of my PTSD and you know multiple personality disorder that I do have. And like it's like when I'm behind the kit I can get metally right but it's not the same. Right. Like it's not the same as me as a front man. Like when right. I'm when I'm when I'm when I clutch that mic in my hands, I'm 
I'm a front man. I'm no mm-hmm. this this thing right here. It's either me talking or or, or, or screaming in this mug, right? Yeah. Like seriously. But then, but when I get behind the kick, I'm about making people. I want to look like. I want to make people dance. I want to make, like, even, mm. even with the way I look. Like, mm. yes, if I'm behind the kit, I'm going to look sharp. I'm going to look sharp. I might throw, and I'll throw on some jeans and a nice little, you know, uh, sleeveless shirt with some sneaks on, some nice sneakers on that I got, that I use for drumming. I'll look like me. But mm. as a front man, no, bro, I want to have my, I, I'm in that noise and, metal mindset i don't really want to be behind the kit even like with my guitar it's like i want my guitar to make screeching noise mm-hmm. like straight up dude it's crazy and i'm like and, and i started thinking about that and and the one thing is and that and it's just going back to you talking about what we was talking about earlier that's another thing i think that it's hard because I'm not, I know I'm not alone as far as musicians out there. I know there's a lot of us who are, you feel like you have multiple personalities musically. Well, I've come to the realization that you are capable of doing them. You just got to showcase the skills, right? Yeah. And I did this and I had, because I figured this out when I was, I was on chat GPT and I was like, man, okay. I do have multiple personalities when I'm behind my instruments, right? Mm-hmm. And it just, I can't, and I can't help it. It's not something that I'm trying to not do. Even though, like I said, I play a double, I got a double kick pedal. I'm not, I'm just not as, I have my moments of metal behind the kit, but mm-hmm. I want to use it to make people, I want people to dance. I want them to groove. I want them to be out there moving. That's why when I get, I love playing jazz. Mm-hmm. behind the kit because it's the voice because i'm not looking at the drums just as the drums it's a voice right it, it's that's the heartbeat how, it's the heartbeat mm-hmm. and that's the thing and i look at with when it comes when i grab the mic it's the voice it's my mm-hmm. voice so my drums in jazz are my voice but when metal comes, it's my vo- it's my voice. That's going to be it. People are like, how are you going to be able to display that? 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showcase the skills in each piece of your content. And that's what the, that's what J- chat GPT told me. It said, you know, showcase mm-hmm. your skills in each one of them. Also, like when it comes to being a unique artist, right? If you're an experimental type of artist, the type of visuals you want to showcase. If you are a hip hop artist, and this is again, I want to go. We're talking about content, okay? Mm. So you guys, as you're writing your, as you're creating your content to to write your songs, right? These are the things that's really going to help you shape and mold that, right? Understanding yourself, understanding what you're capable of doing. And showcase those skills. Have fun with it. Have some fun with it, right? Be creative. You don't have to, and and I'm saying that because I know that we'll sit there and be like, well, I need to put out this many pieces of content a day. No, I say create the best content 
you can create and use your use your strong use the strongest part of your imagination go deep down inside your heart that child like spirit and I want you to touch that. I want you to feel that. I want you to understand. And that's where you become that strong. That's where you start seeing the joy in being creative. When you're sitting here having these type of conversations that you and I are having, you're able, you're able to sit here and think about and visualize what you need to do. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because here we are able to, we're sharing that. So another thing I would say is get with other people, guys. Get with other people so that you can share this, right? Because these visions, you, 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 you do need to have someone to talk with them about, right? You need that. So, yes, guys, I mean, we, and, and I know Harcos and I, we say this because we understand we're artists. But, mm -hmm. yes, y'all, share these ideas with like-minded people. Get around them, okay? Build a community of them. And get around them. Make them gather around you. Absolutely. And if you don't know where to start, you can start with hitting us up. We'll be here to bounce this shit off of you. You can bounce shit off of us. And we can kind of go from there. And, you know, if, you, if you're in the hip-hop space, either you're an artist or producer, I do have the Artists and Producers Network for Music Making Sense podcast. But even if you're not in that space, you know, start with us. You know, we'll be great resources for you to bounce ideas off of and stuff like that. Even if you just shoot a, a message here and there or whatever, we'll send you some information back, what our thoughts are and stuff like that. Kind of go from there. But yeah, if you can find other people doing the same thing on social media or even in your personal area and stuff like that, your physical area, then yeah, that's going to help out as well too, man. It does. Absolutely. It really 100%. does. 100%. But yeah, so with that, we're going to get out of here and we'll catch you on the next episode. Music Making okay. Sense Pod for any and everything Music Making Sense Pod. Find us on all the streaming and social platforms. You can also musicmakingsensepod.com. You can send us a chat right there on the thing, email, all that kind of fun shit. Hit us up. Let us know what you thought about this episode, what you think about every episode, and questions or concerns. And if you want us to help you out with your marketing, just let us know as well, too. So until Hell next yeah, time, yeah. see you later. Hello. Now time for the weird music. <laughs> <laughs>